Hello, and welcome to SNC's podcast series, SNC Critical Insights. I'm Ashling O'Shea, joined today by my colleague, Camille Shields. And today we are going to be discussing recent developments on the fight against corruption in the administration. It has been a very busy June in terms of public policy statements by the administration regarding the fight against corruption, kicking off on the 3rd of June with the president's issuance of a national security study memorandum on the fight against corruption, then continuing on the 7th of June, when Vice President Harris and Attorney General Garland announced task forces that, among other things, would be designed to combat corruption in the Northern Triangle region, and then continuing in recent days with the G7 communique that included statements on collective actions against corruption by the G7, and the U.S. and EU summit statement issued on the 15th of June that combating corruption in financial systems, politics, and the economy and concrete actions to fight corruption would be among the priorities for the U.S. and EU. So turning now to the centerpiece of these announcements in recent weeks, which is the president's national security study memorandum on the fight against corruption. Camille, what are the principal provisions of that memorandum? Thanks very much, Ashling. So the National Security Study Memorandum, or I might call it the NSSM, just to keep it short, is predicated on three key prongs. First, the promotion of good governance. Second, increasing transparency in the United States and global financial systems so as to make it difficult for, quote, corrupt actors to shield their activities, end quote, and preventing and combating corruption. The NSSM directs the development of a 200-day interagency review that will culminate in a report and recommendations regarding how best to achieve those prongs that I just identified. The NSSM notes that that interagency review should consider the following strategies. First, modernizing and increasing coordination between relevant U.S. agencies to improve anti-corruption efforts. Second, and this is a term used in the NSSM robustly, leveraging the Corporate Transparency Act requirements, which were set forth in the recent Anti-Money Laundering Act of 2021. That Corporate Transparency Act, or CTA, requires FinCEN, which is part of the U.S. Treasury, to maintain a beneficial ownership registry. Accordingly, financial institutions that report to FinCEN will be required to report the beneficial owners of accounts at account opening. It's believed that this will provide greater transparency with respect to the persons at the helm of those accounts. The NSSM also anticipates the need for new reforms in this space, suggesting that financial institutions should consider preventative measures to foreclose the use of shell companies and other anonymous entities to move and store assets obtained by illicit means. In addition, the NSSM contemplates utilizing tools such as DOJ's Kleptocracy Asset Recovery Initiative to recover assets that are stolen through corruption by leaders, as well as the 2016 Global Magnitsky Act. That act empowered the president to impose sanctions for human rights abuses and corruption-related offenses. In particular, the NSSM notes that this review should consider how to utilize increased information sharing and intelligence collection and analysis, as well as criminal or civil enforcement actions to support efforts to hold accountable corrupt leaders. Additionally, the NSSM notes that there should be work dedicated to supporting domestic and international institutions that are focused on establishing global anti-corruption norms, encouraging financial transparency, 
and promoting that good governance that we just discussed. This work will include strengthening financial institutions programs to prevent corruption in real estate and development projects, including through bribes and the facilitation of money laundering. Another key issue that's discussed in the NSSM, which has been part of the Biden administration's focus on increasing public-private partnerships, is to really encourage work between the private sector and civil society in this space, including by strengthening the capacity of media, oversight groups, and other inter- and intra-governmental efforts that will analyze corruption trends and push for accountability measures. Finally, the NSSM focuses on increasing resources to U.S. and international partners, seeking to provide assistance to foreign countries that wish to reduce corruption. This includes working with foreign leaders that are aimed at closing loopholes that are exploited by bad actors. And one of the things mentioned in the NSSM is how sometimes foreign actors may seek to interfere with democratic processes in the U.S., which has been obviously a key focus of the U.S. government. Ashley, I'm going to turn it to you to address some of the key takeaways. Sure. Thanks, Camille. So I think the headline here is the NSSM establishes fighting corruption as a core national security priority. Many of the press statements surrounding the NSSM have made it clear that the fight against corruption is the centerpiece of foreign policy for the Biden administration. In the press briefing in connection with the NSSM, a senior administration official noted that the president expects all relevant departments and agencies to up their anti-corruption game in very specific ways. And I think if you look at the multidisciplinary interagency perspective that these various announcements have brought to bear in the battle against corruption, it's clear that the administration views corruption as an everything problem. It manifests itself in traditional enforcement mechanisms like the FCPA, but you've also mentioned a number of initiatives that focus on money laundering. It's at the intersection of sanctions. There have been a number of statements about how pervasively corruption costs the societies in which it proliferates. It's been cited by the vice president as the root cause of many of the issues that she saw on her recent trip to the Northern Triangle country. So I think it's time that we all start looking at corruption to the extent that we already weren't as a multidisciplinary problem that's really at the intersection of FCPA, money laundering, and sanctions. It's very clear that there is going to be an increase in resources brought to bear at various federal agencies, including at the Department of Justice, which has criminal enforcement authority over the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act and is responsible for the kleptocracy initiative that you talked about, Camille, and at the Treasury Department, which includes FinCEN and OFAC administering the sanctions programs. And so I think with those increase in resources, there is going to be an inevitable uptick in enforcement, particularly with this presidential mandate for everyone to up their anti-corruption game. So I think that's something that we all need to be prepared for. It's also clear through the explicit statements in the NSSM and the vice president's announcement of the task force against corruption in the Northern Triangle countries, as well as the statements by the G7 and at the US-EU summit, that international cooperation, which has already been considerably on the rise in the fight against corruption in recent years, is going to continue and really deepen, given the directive to do so, which includes both cooperation with other countries 
and providing extensive U.S. resources to help train and support other countries in their fights against corruption. So in short, we are going to see that the already rigorous enforcement in this space is going to continue and almost certainly accelerate, that international cooperation and thus robust international enforcement in the fight against corruption is going to expand and that in addition to law enforcement actions and treasury actions, there are probably a lot of considerations that companies need to give to this increased focus on the compliance side. Camille, do you have any thoughts on what companies considering this news should be thinking about in terms of their compliance programs? I do. Thanks, Ashling. And one of the things I want to point out is that we are already seeing a flurry of activity, as you noted, and we're likely going to see even more once we receive the review by those U.S. agencies 200 days from the June 3rd issuance. So I think this is a really exciting time. And I think this is also an important time for companies to really start considering some of the implications of this enhanced scrutiny in anti-bribery, corruption, and anti-money laundering. It makes sense at this point for financial institutions to start conducting risk assessments, taking a look at areas that might be high risk, not only financial institutions, in fact, all companies that might be vulnerable to these areas, these corruption areas and these AML areas, and make sure that they have in place a sufficient framework to ensure that their AML programs are compliant with the Bank Secrecy Act, with some of the recent guidance provided by the Department of Treasury and by the Department of Justice. Also, that companies have dedicated sufficient resources to financial crime compliance personnel to their programming. I think this is a very, very good time for companies to take stock, considering all of the action that's going on in the public space, and make sure that they are ready for this review that's forthcoming. In addition, companies should consider enhancements where appropriate. That includes reviews of their personnel, their programming, their policies, their financial typologies, their transaction monitoring systems, all of these things to ensure that bad actors or actors that have attained money through illicit means such as corruption are not pervading their systems. So with that, we would encourage companies to reach out to practitioners to advise them in areas on how to enhance their systems and framework in these spaces. And with that, Ashley, I turn it back to you. Thanks, Camille. Well, we will stay tuned to see what comes at the end of 200 days. But if the past two and a half weeks have been any indication there is going to be a lot emerging in the anti-corruption space. So we thank everyone for your time and wish everyone a very happy and meaningful Juneteenth. Mm -hmm.